Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Here on ZeldaDungeon.net, Andy Spiteri alongside Allison Aletha. How you doing, Al? What's going on? Hey, question. Because yeah. I feel like your weather, I love talking about weather right at the beginning of the podcast because that's what everybody comes here for, but is your weather like kind of rainy and weird right now? Uh, well, I'm looking up and my window is completely shut. I'm in my basement. No, I don't think, <laughs> I think it's like, it was a nice day. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's nice so far. It, it was Sometimes. a little bit. It was a little bit like that yesterday, though. I took uh, Sam and I took our nephew to the lake, and mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it wasn't like raining, but it was overcast, so it wasn't like super yeah. hot. Yeah. I feel like our weather always ma- like matches each other. So yesterday was overcast. Today it's raining, and I wish it would rain more, but it's like little sprinkles here and there. So. Yeah. Anyways, that's the weather. Thanks for coming to our podcast. Y'all have a good day. See you next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh. I, I had something I was going to say. You, you threw me off. So let's just, let's Sorry. Just, let's just go. <laughs> uh, okay, we are here today. We're back in the full swing of things, or at least we're trying to be. I don't know this, if this is our best start of all time, but here we go. Uh, we're back in the swing of things after uh, multiple weeks of hangover from the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. And, uh, and actually, before we get going, I should do a little plugging here. Because yesterday, we released our second episode of the ZeldaCast Top 10s over on patreon.com forward slash spnet. And uh, I was joined by our community manager, Jules, and we, we had a lot of fun, actually. We talked about um, we talked about outfits in Breath of the Wild, and which was our favorite. And, and you and I are going to talk about that, uh, if, generally speaking, uh, soon enough. But, like, it, it was fun because, like, I kind of approach it on a fashion sense, and she kind of approached it on a functional sense. Love and it. um 
We had a lot of different answers. And then we, uh, so this, this next top 10 list, we, we had the, the patrons vote and what they voted for was, let's see if I can get this right. Cause I was having a heck of a time saying it. The top single dungeon use items. So like items that you use extensively in a dungeon and you never use again, basically for the rest of the game. If I were to ask you what number one was, could you venture a guess? Uh, the rod thing from Twilight Princess. What is that? The Dominion rod. No. Yes. I, no. Right game. Wrong item. Um, oh, are you going to say the spinner? I had the spinner and Jules had the spinner too, which I which I don't think is giving anything away from the Zelda cast mm-hmm. top 10s, but uh, that that's like, I think, my favorite item like that. So. Uh, oh, okay. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I, I was, in my head, I was thinking like the most, uh, like, underused item in the rest of the game beyond the dungeon and to me it's the dominion rod so yeah well that that made appearance because you, yeah, you literally I'm can't sure. use it after so, yeah <laughs> uh, and then you have just one of the most miserable sequences in the entire game after that <laughs> golly it's just is it wait is it more or less miserable than the first sequence of the game the ordon village intro well that depends that depends because I I would actually say this I think that like my personal uh, experiences are skewed re- because of uh, my playing it at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon for the past eternity so mm-hmm. so I actually think like this is more miserable like after the okay. the city or right before City in the Sky but but only because at this point you've been playing for like eight hours and you're just like yeah. Oh, it brings God. that momentum to like a screeching halt, and then you have to go and do the worst dungeon of the game. And yeah, pretty and miserable. You have to, you have to I talk to, to Shad and that weird guy with the cannon, and just, um, I don't know. Shad's cool. No, nah. <laughs> we like Shad here. Uh, anyway, so we released our uh, our second episode yesterday, and it was it was a doozy. These are like full length episodes. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes long. So if you are itching for more Zelda cast content, go and check that out. I, I was. It's pretty happy with how our list came out, actually. It's so we're, we're, nice. we're still kind of like figuring out and fine tuning the format and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that we kind of arrived at, at what we're gonna do for the show going forward. Um, I like it. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got that done. And uh, speaking of miserable, we are here today to talk about some collectathons in Tears of the Kingdom and and <laughs> maybe at like the the broader Zelda whole uh with with regarding to some of them but al this was an episode that you were kind of itching for for uh for a little while here um yeah and i think that like i i almost like feel i don't know how to describe it like apathy or anger at some of the collectathons found in <laughs> tears of the kingdom and and i don't know why but tell i don't know tell everybody why you were excited for this well, okay, so first of all, like, I'm I'm one of those completionist gamers. I feel like I always have to 100%, I shouldn't say always, but almost always have to 100% every game that I play, especially Zelda games, because I feel like they're kind of easier to 100%. Um, I would say there's a couple Zelda games that are, like, impossible to 100% at Phantom this point, Hourglass. because it's been so, yeah. Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, especially Phantom Hourglass, is just, like, impossible at this point. It's just been so many years, and the, the tools aren't there anymore, so... But um, I I was really excited about what new collectathons Tears of the Kingdom would bring beyond some of the ones that we were probably expecting, and I I feel like Tears delivered, and so it makes me excited for what 
you know, the, the future of the series has for us in that regard because I love collectathons. Some of them I do agree I find very frustrating, but some of them I really enjoy. So, yeah, you know, as as more time passes, and we're, we're going to do a full episode on this uh, soon, I think. Um, but but maybe we'll do one soon and then one later down the road too. But like my my thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom have kind of been settling, and and my opinions have kind of been forming and. Now that we're like you know have some time removed and, and can look back a little bit more uh, thoroughly, I I do have a lot of things about Tears of the Kingdom that stick out to me, and one of them is actually the collectibles. And I guess um, what we should do is let's let's just, let's just talk about them. And and my gripes can kind of come up as we as we get to them yeah, on this list. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's just go. There's a variety of different collectathons in uh, in this game. But um, I guess one thing that I would also just like to mention is, like, be, because I, I feel like I might, you know, have some people being like, oh, Andy's just being a, a negative Nancy here. But I love me a collectathon. I, I really mm-hmm. do. I love uh, I love collecting stuff. Like, those 90s rare games, like Donkey Kong Country 64, where you had to collect all the different colored bananas for everybody. I love that. I love... Uh, I love just finding stuff and, and getting, like, I, like I'm, I'm playing Pikmin right now. And I just, like, I love collecting all of, like, the little treasures and stuff around. It's so satisfying to, like, mm-hmm. get 100, like, when you see an area and it's 100% done, you're just yeah. like, mm, that's good. That's good stuff. So yeah. I do want to say that because because I haven't underpercented literally anything on this list. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's just get it going here. Okay. Um, so this is, now some of these are... Uh, I don't know. Some of these are like on the borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Where I, I kind of feel like you don't really have to do these to be quote unquote completionist. But if you're like, you know, a little neurotic like me, I did complete all of these. So yeah, <laughs> it's worth mentioning. I mean, too. they're you're, there. You're at 100% in Tears yes. of the Kingdom. And you were at 100% yes. like three weeks after it came out or something outrageous. No. It was more like two months, but like. <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe a little less. Maybe a little less, but it was it was closer to two months. Oh, anyways, <laughs> so you have you have a hundred percent. You did a hundred percent of Breath of the Wild a, a couple times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I never did a hundred percent of Breath of the Wild. I did. I did everything except I. I stopped after I got enough Koroks to max out my inventory, and I was yeah. like, enough. And in this game, I was just like, nope. And, and um, I, I think I'm sitting at something like 60% completion or something like that. And I bet you like 35% of that is is Koroks. Because actually, I did I did go and do all the side adventures after that one episode where you kind of made me feel like a scrub for missing a few of them. Um, and I have a few like little side quests left, but I kind of felt like my itch to play Tears of the Kingdom had, had waned a little bit. So I'm going to I'm gonna get back into it when the first wave of DLC comes out, but... Yeah. Um, either way, so my point is, is that you are like you're done. You're at hundred percent. You're you're good. I have some catching up to do. And um, with that being said, the, so the first thing on our on our list of collectathons here is the armor. Mm-hmm. And this is something I actually I do really enjoy collecting a lot because it's like mm-hmm. serves a purpose and it's cosmetic and you can see the changes immediately right away. And usually they're linked to like a fun enough quest too, where like you have to go either like explore somewhere nitty-gritty in the depths or like you have to do i don't know like uh just like a fun little side quest in order to unlock them um 
I can't remember what's the what's the treasure guy's name who hid all of his treasure around everywhere. Moscow. Something like that. Moscow, yeah. Something of that nature. Lots of these Somebody armors are, are in there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I I don't know if I'd say armor falls directly under the collectathon kind of category, but uh, this is one of the ones actually on this list that I enjoy collecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this one was a little questionable to me if I um if I would count it as a quote unquote collectathon, but I think for some people it is because they're like, oh, there's new armor or there's there's armor in general and you want to collect every single piece and like, you know, be a completionist that way, which I did. And first of all, I really appreciate that uh in tears Nintendo gave us enough slots to to fill with every single piece of armor. They didn't do that in Breath of the Wild. You had to sell some armor mm-hmm. in order to I don't, your inventory wasn't enough for every piece. So I appreciated that that the inventory was big enough for every piece. I also appreciate that the amiibo locks from Breath of the Wild are now in game in tiers. So yes. I think that I think that really helped a lot of people to get those pieces that they might not have gotten in Breath of the Wild. So there was a lot of good improvements armor wise. And then um if you're also like me, you probably tried to upgrade all your armor max and i did do that but it was a lot and i had to use some cheats and duplication glitches in order to do it because like the farming is very frustrating what they asked for is pretty ridiculous um for like Mm -hmm. three or four star of the armor so it was rough but like i did it and i i was really excited because you're right like it was stuff that i could use Mm -hmm. in game versus some of the collectathons you just get like a little reward that's not very usable so i i kind of like this i wouldn't say it's like a collectathon per se, but it's definitely something that the completion and the completionist in me really enjoys. Yeah, you. I mean, you, you nailed it on the head. I think like you know, not having it locked behind amiibo is fantastic. I think mm-hmm. not, like having enough spots to fill up your actual inventory is fantastic. So this one, yeah, this this one is fun. Um, which and and I feel like it's like one thing that I feel like makes it kind of a little bit more fun too is like it's. It's, like, finite. Like, there's only, like, a certain amount of sets. And, like, to... Mm-hmm. How do I explain this properly? So, like, you can you can find three pieces of armor and you've got a whole set. So you feel, like, fulfilled, right? Like, you, you yeah. kind of feel like yeah. um, you get something back immediately. Whereas with some of the other ones we talk about, I don't know that there's that gratification necessarily. There kind of is, but not, not to the same degree, I don't think. So um, that, that's what I like about the armor. It's probably my favorite collectathon on this whole list, which is unfortunate that we're starting off with it. Um, <laughs> so let's go over. This is another one that's kind of borderline, but uh, yeah, I'm, I I'm probably glad wouldn't call this a collectathon at all. Pony points. Pony points. Pony points. I forgot about pony points until like halfway through the game, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I should be like talking to all the stable guys to get my points." And like, mm-hmm. you know me, like I I don't ride horses like ever in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom or Age of Calamity. And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't, I, pretty much the only time I use horses is, is if it's directly tied to a side quest or, like, if I need to transport someone, again, I guess directly tied to a side quest. So, I was kind of like, yeah, on this. Uh, like, I think you get, like, a few different, like, uh, saddles and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the different pulleys and stuff. I actually, I, I have to admit, I, I don't know, like, I think I've only got, like, a dozen pony points or something like that, maybe a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Do you get anything good for maxing this out? Um, 
I actually don't remember what the max out was because it went beyond like what I think is the best uh, goal. And I don't know, they might continue to give you pony points. I don't remember. But the best goal is you reach a point where they're like, you get 50% off of everything. So you can turn in a horse and it's only 10 rupees instead of 20. You could sleep in a bed and it's only like 20 rupees instead of 40 for the nice bed. Stuff like that. They give you like little sleeping tokens like Addison does. Um, you can keep... Um, upgrading like the number of horses you can stall which uh i didn't really use i only had like four horses maybe or maybe five like all the special ones obviously and then a couple ones that i had from um from my previous game which is i thought super cool that they transferred over from breath of the wild that was super neat mm -hmm. but uh pony points is kind of one of those things where it's like it's a reward si i love reward systems in real life getting points and then like using it to buy free crap on Amazon and all that kind of stuff. I love that. So I thought it was cute that they incorporated that into a game with the stables. And <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool. Like, the little reward system was neat. It wasn't, like, extraordinary and, like, amazing. But I thought it was cute and, like, a good idea. A, a neat little thing to implement into this game. Um, so I'm just taking a look at this list of rewards. I, I got a little bit more than I thought I did. Because I've got the extravagant saddle and bridal mm -hmm. you know what the, i thought the best reward was actually the uh you could change the hairstyle of like the horses gave my yeah. horse a mohawk that was something that i was like oh i could do this in breath of the wild just by talking to the stable hand on the outside so i thought it was kind of yeah. weird that it took you like so many pony points to get that thing that you got for free you yeah. know in the first game uh, i i won't i won't disagree with you there but uh i i thought <laughs> i was like i was like it's something that I can like do and like see again, mm -hmm. like see the rewards, like because I'm looking down and it's like register an additional horse, register an additional horse, fifty percent yeah. of the stables. Like I don't know about you, but I never slept at the stables. I don't care about sleepover tickets. I don't need endura carrots. Um, so again, it's kind of like I feel like a really good collectathon incentivizes you to finish a hundred percent, whereas yeah. like and and they do that by having like the best reward at the end and. Um, and again, like, I feel like you have to do it in a finite way until, because if you're going to do that, you're going to lose players if you stretch it out too long. So mm -hmm. this is another kind of example of that. Um, let's talk about the fabrics in Tears yes. of the Kingdom. This is, I this love is that. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fabrics. I thought they were really cool, the way you could change your paraglider throughout your journey. And um, there's one I'll talk about later that was a reward from one of the other collectathons that I wound up using, like, for the last 50% of my playthrough. But um, this is one of those things that does have the amiibo lock, though. It's like instead of having the armor armor locked behind the amiibo, they have the fabrics, mm -hmm. um, which I think not a lot of people were, like, upset, upset about, about as, yeah. as they might have been with the armor in the first game. Um, but I think it's really cool. The designs are awesome. Some of the stuff that you can get, like you take pictures of creatures, like the Gleok one is especially super cool. That's the one that I have. Yeah, it's awesome. So like, I thought this was a lot of fun and a bit more like customizable and aesthetic to like join you on your journey. You got to kind of do it how you wanted. I think that's super cool. Yeah. I, I think that like, again, I, this is one that... I don't know if I, it, it kind of straddles the line of like being a collectible, but I, I do kind of like it. And I think that it's like the perfect way to, to use Amiibo again. Like, mm -hmm. is it, like you said, like, I don't think anybody's complaining that they can't get like their Windfish Amiibo or their or Bosa Amiibo or anything like that. But like, you can still get like a lot of like really cool designs and it doesn't really do anything. I'm kind of looking at uh, a lot of them now and like 
they're uh they're pretty cool you get like the lawn lawn ranch fabric from ocarina of time i i got the i had that one for like the majority of like maybe my first 25 percent of my playthrough i love that one i thought it was super cute i love 8-bit 8-bit link that's got to be my oh favorite my <laughs> but um yeah like like this is kind of a fun little this almost reminds me of collecting like the uh the armor sets in breath of the wild that you get from amiibo but like a little bit less cool, you know what I mean? But okay. this is a this is the type of collectible that I think is like like a peripheral collectible where like it's like you don't they're not encouraging you to get everything. It serves really no purpose other than aesthetics. So like, right. That's that's like a decent enough collectible to me. But it because there wasn't anything for it really when I got my Gleok one, I was like, cool, I'm set. Like I don't need anything else. Yeah, makes sense. And I will say like. Spoiler alert, I actually don't, I 100% what we have available to us right now, but come with the new, the two new Amiibo, there are two new fabrics that are coming out with those. Some people have already duped the, the Amiibo chips and they can get them in game already because they're there, they exist. Mm -hmm. It's just that most people, I didn't get, I didn't buy the chips, so I'm just going to wait for the two new Amiibo to come out to get them. But I did get the rest of the collection of the fabrics, so. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, Okay. You know what? This is another one. This isn't a collectible necessarily, but it's something that you definitely have to do over the course of the game a lot, which is shrines and light roots. And I'm going to lump the two of them together. Okay. Um, yeah, again, not. I wouldn't say that this is a collectible because collectible or collectathon, rather, to me, kind of implies like an optional thing that you have to do for a reward. And I guess by like the absolute letter of the law, shrines and light roots would. would it's shrines specifically. Maybe I shouldn't have lumped them together, actually. Shrines, by the letter of the law, does fall into there, but like they they serve like a, a very functional purpose. I feel like, or maybe light roots. Like you can, you could argue a little bit more that like you don't need to complete them. You do get like a, a standard like reward after, but it's it's again it's one of those rewards that just like acknowledges that you've done it. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't give you anything, which I think is a little bit disappointing. I. I feel like these are collectathons in my mind because you don't have to do um you I mean you don't have to do them but there's part of you that wants to do them because a you get hearts b you get stamina and c there is in my opinion for the shrines a really cool reward at the end. Yeah. And this is this is a spoiler. I know I know we're getting like beyond the spoiler alert territory but I just still wanted to give a spoiler there for what you get for the shrines is you get the hero's aspect which is a armor set for Link and it's just one piece but it's a full um, body armor and it looks like the hero from the ancient like uh, tapestry so mm. I thought that was really, really cool it was a very fitting reward in my opinion compared to like Breath of the Wild where you just got the of the wild tunic gear I didn't feel like that was very fulfilling but I definitely thought this was very fulfilling for 152 shrines I thought that was a really cool reward and then for the light roots you get like this cool looking seed thing and it makes me think like is this like the seed that the light roots grow from like i thought it was really cool and it glows and it's like probably one of my more favorite like just useless rewards for collecting all the light roots yeah so to me it it felt like it was such a long-winded collection that it felt like a clock a collectathon to me you know what i mean yeah like uh, like I, it, this is one that where I feel like maybe there's a little bit more subjectivity because, because like you're right, like by the letter of the law, like you do not have to get all these shrines, you do not certainly don't have to get all the light roots. To me, I, I don't know. I guess I was just like, I was like, I, I have to get all the shrines, like in, in my own mind. But, mm -hmm. but you are right. Like it's, it's, it is completely optional, and the reward is awesome. 
And this is one that I did do 100%, both of them actually. So I would say that like, even though I guess I wouldn't necessarily classify it as such, that doesn't mean that it isn't a collectathon. In which case, I would say it's probably the best one uh, because mm-hmm. you actually get something cool for it. It constantly gives you rewards for doing it. I just, I just feel like I don't know. I just, I wouldn't personally term it as that, just because like mm-hmm. you don't. I mean, I guess you collect like the the light orbs. What are they called? Shrines uh, of light, l- blessing of light, or light of blessing. I was about to call them tears of light. That's not right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like I, I guess like technically you do collect those, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it seems to me that this would be, I don't know, something something different, almost like its own category in a way. Makes sense, and I I would say another component to collectathons is like yeah, maybe sometimes you don't get like the best reward afterwards, but there is a sense of accomplishment mm. and like after you do it some are insane and we'll talk about those but for this i felt very accomplished because it was the intention of the game to have that many shrines where mm. and like that many puzzles that you go and solve and then like the light roots really are just to light up the depth so it was very i felt very accomplished that i l- completely lit up the depth so i thought that was pretty cool too some of those light roots are hard too because like you you zoom in on the map they're like tucked away or something they're, they're like this big and you and you it looks like uh, specifically there's a couple in elden like, there's one right beside the fire temple that's, like, like you have to zoom in, and you're like, what? Like, it, I'm not missing mm-hmm. anything. Like, it's so small. It's, like, that big. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're not easy to, to all yeah, get. Yeah, and if so. you don't have all the shrines, it makes it yeah. that much more difficult. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I'll never forget, actually, you telling me, like, that the uh, the shrines <laughs> and light roots are connected. And I was like, oh, my God. That was my breakthrough when I when I finally got all of the, uh, when everything yep. clicked. So. And that's like that's how I used to explore the depths was I didn't go down there until I had some shrines up above to use as my like beacons mm. to navigate down there. Yeah. Um, you put down boss rush. What? Okay, boss rush because you do get medals for the boss rush. Right. So I I call it boss rush because I when you play the game yet you're like oh look there's a Hinox I'll go kill it uh, look there's a Lionel I'll go kill it sometimes you're like oh there's a Lionel I don't want to deal with that right now. So that was me throughout the whole playthrough. And I, th- I honestly thought I did really good during my playthrough where I was killing all these monsters. And then at the end, there's a guy, I can't remember his name, in um, Lookout Landing who tells you how many monsters are left mm-hmm. of each. He's the new Kilton, right? And he tells you, okay, well, when I when I talked to him, he's like, there's 34 taluses left. I was like, excuse me? This, uh, taluses are my jam. I've been killing everything. You're telling me there are 34 left? What? <laughs> And so the boss rush was, in my opinion, excruciating. There was ten, like so many more bosses in the overworld in the um, depths than I think there should have been. I think there was probably the right amount of flux constructs, maybe a little too much of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Lionels don't count. You don't get a badge for those. But uh, Hinoxes, Froxes, Taluses, uh, Gleox. Um, Gleox, and the, the flux constructs. You get medals when you beat all of them in the overworld. So to me, that's a collectathon because it's a lot of work going and fighting all those bosses. It was probably the most painful part. And like that's on top of Koroks. I thought this mm-hmm. was the most painful part because you're just fighting the same things over and over and over again. And at that point, I was so over it. I was so ready to be done. And that was like my last bit of this 100% run that I was doing. It's not part of like the 100% count in the map but it's a part of my 100 percent, so it was rough but you get medals for them and they all look cool yeah um, is it worth it no, no. <laughs> yeah I, it's I, not 
<laughs> I don't like this one. The only one that I think is acceptable is the Gleok one. And again, yeah. because there are oh, a Moldova. finite... Oh, about Moldovas. Yeah. You know, then lump them in there, too. Because like, there's, a, there's only four. There's a finite number of them. And it's, mm-hmm. like, not... It's not this, like, ridiculous, like... Like, how many how many Taluses are in this game? Like, 100? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I think there's at least 70, you know? <laughs> I, it's just, like... No, no, that that's not enjoyable, and like it's not. Um, Gleox, okay, I think there's like maybe ten in the game. Maybe there is. I'm pretty sure the number was ten. Okay, um, so that like you know that's doable, and and I feel mm-hmm. like part of the fun of of a collectible is like finding out where they are. But like if you if there's so many scattered around that you like just lose track of them, and you're like and like oh I don't want to you know I don't want to do this now. I just I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose and, and defeats the like incentive and reward initiative that they give you. So mm-hmm. I, I think like like Taluses, Henoxes, those are like I mean they're not common enemies, but they're pretty much like you know, they're common enough where like they're there's at some point in the game there's not really a difference between them and like a white bacoblin or a silver bacoblin. So it's like Yeah. Why do exactly. I get a medal for one and not the yeah. not the other? So I think that those one and and Lionels like if if there's if you're not getting anything for defeating Lionels because I guarantee you there's less Lionels than there is, uh, you know, Henoxes, mm-hmm. then yep. I just I don't understand what I would have perhaps done instead is in the depths um, and this this kind of goes back to armor but like in the depths there's a lot of places where like you kind of have to do like a gauntlet of of enemies that come in and there's one yeah. spot in particular where there's like. 10 Lionels in a, in a row mm-hmm. and they're insane. It's super hard. Get, just make that your, your like get your, get your medal. If you do that, like, and, mm-hmm. and maybe, but like, again, I, I feel like if you do that, you should get rewarded with something like worth the while. Like it is. And, and this is maybe where you and I differ or me and, and other players might differ. Cause like, I do think like at, a, at some point in a game, it is worth it just to say, like, look at your collectibles and say like, Okay, like I've got the Lionel medal, I did it, and in your own personal satisfaction. But like, I also think it's like, okay, I I did this like Lionel quest. Like, I want like awesome armor for it, or I want a, an unbreakable mm-hmm. weapon, or I want like a new ability, like you get in the Yiga hideout. Something maybe that says, cloth, you know, like the cloth, uh, the Gleok cloth for doing all ten Gleoks. You know, I get I even that. that I'm just kind of like, eh. maybe something mm-hmm. a little bit, but but like. You're right. Like, you know, obviously personal, like it'll differ from person to person, but like something, something tangible that you can like literally use in game. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of went like, eh, on the cloth. Cause it's just cosmetic. But like, if it was something like that I can use to make myself better in the game, like, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's a good reward, but like all these Henoxes and Taluses to a lesser extent Froxes, but like, it's like this, no. No, no, there no, was no. too many. There was too many Froxes as well. It's just in the first game there was, in my opinion, a finite number, but it was still too high. It was forty of each, I think. And again, the Lionels didn't count, but like forty of each plus the four Mondogas, and it was like much more doable. I don't know. I would have to. I I don't even think the guide told me how many number of monsters there are of each, but there's like fifty plus of each one for sure, if not like seventy, I want to say. And it's just, it's so, when you've killed so many of these, these like, overworld bosses in your gameplay already, and then to be told, you still have, like, 30 of each to go, 
it's like disheartening. And then you're, I've already explored 100% of the map, so it's not like I'm unlocking more map as I find these guys. I'm just like going around finding them and then killing them. And since I'm like way overpowered at this point, because it was at the end of my game, it was like, it was just such a chore and it didn't feel like, yeah. Sure, I got the medal and I somewhat felt accomplished, but it was one of those accomplishments that I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Like literally never ever. It's it's almost Korok level. Actually, I would I would say this is above Korok level for me. There's something to enjoy about finding Koroks. This was not enjoyable. You ready for this? Here we go. 87 <laughs> stone taluses. Thank you for finding that. 40 froxes, 4 Maldugas. 69 Henoxes. Oh my god. 35 Constructs and 14 Gleox. I'm going to do some very, oh, very quick Gleox. math. So like 130, about 230, 200. And... So there's almost like, oh my god. There, there's like like 250 of these stupid things in this game. And you know what sucks is I was marking all those. So that's 250 of my 300 markers that went to those suckers. Plus, I was also fighting Lionels. I did fight all the Lionels, even though you don't get anything from them. And I was fighting all the bosses. So there's three of, of the bosses in the in the depths, you know, where, like, the, the temple bosses. You can th fight them again three more times. Mm -hmm. in the I did all those, too. You don't really get rewards for those and the Lionels. So, aside from, like... Some, sometimes in the depths, you get armor and stuff like that. Not for the bosses. You get the um the super large crystals uh, oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, for you're your, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, 100... Of those, whatever those are called. I don't know why. I could, every time I fought one of those guys, I was like, oh, so, like, so I saw the chest and I was like, great, I'm going to get some armor. Every single time nope. I was like, <laughs> so night. <laughs> so it's just, it's too much. It, it's just one of yeah. those things where it's like, Nintendo, you have to dial that back. Because like, is it cool to go around fighting 40 of these guys? Sure. But 70, 69, 84? No, thank you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the Addison signs. And I feel okay. like this is, this is like, again, kind of borderline for me because I think that it's not a collectible, I, I don't think, in the truest sense of the word, because I don't, no. I don't think you get like a reward for doing all of them, but you do, you do. get a reward. Do you, do you get one? Do yep. you know, what is it? Spoilers. <laughs> I I can't remember how many Addison signs there are. Maybe a hundred. That would be my guess. But you get a, a fabric, and it's hmm. I don't I I think it's kind of ugly. It glows in the dark. It's like some tessellation of Hudson kind of looking deal, and it's like pink and orange. And I think it's ugly. I I, I it's fine. I just felt accomplished. This is one of those where I was like, this was an accomplishment that I helped Addison with all these. I helped Addison do his job, really. I did his job for him, and I mm -hmm. felt accomplished. Because <laughs> some of them, like, especially at the beginning, I want to say for the first 50, I was like, this is actually kind of fun. Like, different ways to construct things to help Addison keep the sign up so that he can, like, get it into the ground. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun. But after that, I was getting really sick of doing it. I used the, the levitation platform, like, for the rest of them, which was super helpful. And, uh... And then I got the the reward, which I didn't use and thought was ugly, but I felt accomplished because it, it wasn't it wasn't like a bazillion of them. It was maybe just a hundred, you know. Yeah. So so again, I would say that um, I would put that number even lower. I think I would have been okay if there was one Addison sign at each stable and each town, mm. and yeah. and that was it. Because like there's yeah. there's like there's so many 
that it, it kind of turns like it's a very fine line when you go from collectible to like being fun and dry and like having that drive to complete it to, to turning into a chore. And, yeah. and I feel I like, and that line is different for everybody. So like, you know, my line is, is obviously uh, a little bit closer than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I was like, I, I think I was on like my 25th or 30th or like something. And I was like, okay, here we go again. Like, do I really need like a, a warm meal or a couple rupees or whatever he's going to offer me to do this? No, mm-hmm. uh, like, cause it's going to take me like 20 minutes in order to do it. Cause I, I'm not as smart as you. I never used the flotation platforms. That sounds brilliant, but I never did. Um, so I was just like, this is not worth my time and I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it. And and I think that that's like where the collectathon kind of falls apart when you're just like, it's not worth my time. Yeah. And, and I to can, me, I can agree with that. It's just like, it was, it was just, it was a little bit too much. Well, it was a lot of it too much actually, because I just, Stop doing it because I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, don't need to don't need to waste my time doing this. Other things to do, bigger fish to fry. What's next? Let's just keep going. Yeah. So and, and I want to I want to make a point, but I want to save that till we get to Korox here. But um, I understand why there's so many. But for me, it's just like too many, way too many. Yeah. So I looked it up. There's 81, um, which is definitely less than what I said. Also, Nintendo, what the F is with your weird numbers? 152 shrines, 69 Hinoxes, 81. At, can you make it an even number or like a, a normal number? Like 85 or 80 or less. 75 would have been great, you know. At, or maybe 160 shrines because then you could totally fill your hearts and your stamina. That would have made a lot more sense. You know what? I would have I would have loved numbers. if it was like 163. Like a not, no! not an even number. So you, you have three Ooh. left over. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> all right. that, this, this number, 81, I hate it. So I, I agree with you. There's a point where, like like I said, the first few, I, or not few, but first, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And there was a number where I was like, this is really cool and this is really fun. I love the different ways that I'm figuring out how to do this sign thing. But after a while, it just gets really, like, exhausting and I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about caves. I wonder if we should lump wells into this as well. What do you think? Um, no, I feel like they're two okay. separate things. Okay. Well, so so caves uh, are really like a... Uh, really what we're talking about is the, is the bubble gems um, mm-hmm. that are hidden in the caves. And, and each single... Each cave has one of those little guys, those little bubble fellas in them. And you gotta... I actually feel kind of bad because I always shoot him with an arrow. And I'm like... This guy didn't do anything to anybody. I'm just up. I'm up in his cave, in his house, shooting him <laughs> with an arrow right in his ass, and like now I'm taking his his bubble gem. So I kind of feel like a heel doing it. Yeah. This one, you know, this one, I actually I don't mind because I feel like the collectathon is secondary to well, not in all cases, but like I feel like you go into a cave, and I would say at least half the caves in the game your main purpose going into them is to get the bubble gem. But in mm-hmm. the other half, there's like other things that you, that you're going there to do. Maybe it's a shrine, yeah. maybe it's something else. So I, I actually like this collectathon, um, maybe more than, uh, some of the others on here, because like, I feel like, like, I, I feel like it's like a background collectathon, which is where I feel collectathons typically tend to work best. Like when they're not like the sole focus for what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now the rewards, yeah, they're they're okay. Like you kind of, I think it would have been better if it wasn't like a, a rehash of a lot of the other rewards that you'd already gotten. And again, I think there's way too many. But like, uh-huh. 
you do get the uh the awesome armor set the the bubble the bloopy armor set uh which is which is great you get mm -hmm. so you get some you know monster masks which i think is fun and and it is like it's low enough too where you can pay like four at a time five at a time something like that and like you you always get something although i i would say i feel like at least half the time when you're talking to kilton he gives you stuff that like it's just like who cares? Like he, he gives like he knocks toenails or something like that, and it's like what the hell am I gonna do with this? Like uh, fuse it to something. Break your armor. Gonna, well, but like I don't know. It's just gonna break right away. I want something like with permanence, you know? Yeah. Um. So caves and bubble gems, I would say, is my favorite collectathon from this game. My like absolute favorite. I had a blast finding all the caves. Um. I had a blast like like working with Colton to get these bubble gems. I thought the the quest was so weird, but like it was weird enough that I loved it. Mm. And um I thought that the armor set that you get um especially like I the the armor set itself with the top and the pants, I'm like, "Eh," but the the headpiece I thought was yes. super cool, especially since you could dye it so many different colors. I I prefer the white, but I thought really? it was like cool. Yeah, oh, like people were dyeing that. it black or blonde or whatever, and oh, that was dang. super cool. Yeah. Yeah, the black one looked, like, sick. Like, it was pretty cool. I prefer the white, but people were dying to get black, and I thought it looked awesome. Um, I, I had the... no idea about that. I, I learned something new about this game every time I talk to you, Allison. <laughs> um, the capabilities of that armor set is really cool, that you can use your uh, rupees in this jacked-up economy of Hyrule instead of your hearts, you know, when you get hit. Uh, so I thought that was super cool. Um, but it's also like doing the story with this l little freaky dude who wants to become a bloopy so bad or a Satori. He wants to be a Satori so bad. And I'm going to do spoiler alert again because there is an ending to this quest. You get there's 147 bubble gems and it doesn't feel like too much because you're like you said, you're exploring these caves for other purposes. So it's not like it didn't feel like this was too much for me mm. because I was doing other stuff alongside it. Like you said, it worked in the background and it, it made it fun and not like a, oh my God, I still have 50 Koroks to find. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you find all 147 bubble gems and you give them to uh, Colton and he, <laughs> he straight up turns into a bloopy and it's kind of sad. Like he basically dies and becomes a bloopy mm. and I mean, he kind of got his dream, and that's what Kilton says, is he's like, yeah, he realized his dream, I'm kind of sad, I'm going to put his balloon up on Satori Mountain, which I thought was sweet, and then Colton, uh, Kilton, god, I can't keep their names straight, but Kilton gives you a fabric for completing this, and it's my favorite fabric, it's, um, like the Satori fabric, it glows bright blue, it looks sick AF, I love it, I use it all the time now, it's my favorite, so... I thought I, this was my favorite collectathon. I thought it was a lot of fun and didn't feel like too much at all. Mm -hmm. I, if I'm looking at this list and in knowing that armor, not necessarily a collectathon, I, I wouldn't count light roots or shrines either. I'd say it's probably my favorite as well, even though I still don't love it. I, I like I don't love it as much as you do. Um, mm -hmm. Because again, I I was like. I'm not. I'm not getting 150 of these stupid things. Another um, weird number. 140. Ugh. Yeah. What? What is going on here? Like I don't know. <laughs> um, but I I do agree for the reasons that I said. I I think it's probably the brightest of the bunch in in terms of like the things that you have to go all over the map to collect. It's certainly. I'd certainly rather do this than fight like 
87 stone taluses because like i said like at least you get to do other stuff at the same yeah. time that you're doing this so it makes it a there little are bit more manageable in those caves <laughs> so you know yeah hey there's, yeah there's cool stuff one. going on i really thought the cave system addition like was super cool in this game i thought it was a lot of fun yeah i agree um okay let's talk about wells and first of all i just want to talk about what a weird quest this is mm-hmm. who who on this planet is just like oh wow I love wells. Wells are where it's at. I want to I want to study wells. I'm sure there probably is somebody out there and they're 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 probably fascinating in their own way, but like it it seems so weird watching mm-hmm. this or like watching this uh playing this game and like having this NPC just be like I love wells. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. so that was my initial first thought. I I think like the wells are like neat. Again, I I feel like I don't feel like completely incentivized to necessarily mm-hmm. find all of them because right. i feel like because there is um there's a bubble gem i think in each well right no they no. the the bubble gems are only in the caves the wells they like they're just they're just there they have some purposes sometimes there's like side quests involved with them mm-hmm. um i thought it was really cool that i met that lady in the well and she was like yeah i really like wells help me with the wells and i was like okay and then like the very next well that i saw that i went into took me to the depths for the first time and i was like what the if is going on hmm. i thought that was super cool but i agree with you like it's so weird i think it was just nintendo's way of giving us more caves you know but like probably there's not as much of a purpose to them as the caves have. So, like like I said, most of them are kind of associated with side quests and stuff, which is fine. Um, and you get a cute kind of sweet reward at the end. I I don't remember how many wells there are. 58 or something? More than that. I think um, there's like 80. Oh, God. Um, but you tell the lady. And also, she only gives you like 10 rupees per well. So, by the end, you only get like... I don't know, 500 rupees, and it's like, wow, okay, I could have used this forever ago, like, for yeah. for stuff, because the economy sucks in the Hyrule and tears, but um, you get this cute little, like, snow globe with a well in it, and I thought, I, I thought this was a cute reward, like, it was, obviously, you can't use it for nothing, but it's cute, and it's sweet, and I liked it, but, and it was more of, like, yeah, I accomplished, I found all the wells, but, again, it wasn't something that I was, like, super excited to do. Yeah, I, I think that pretty much sums up how I feel. And now, and I would say this too. One thing I do like about wells, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously I haven't got them all. But the one thing that I like about wells is like, you kind of like have an idea about where to find them a little bit. Even yeah. if you're like completely like, if you go to a town, you're like, okay, there's there's at least one well here. Like mm-hmm. if you go to a, a stable, you're like, okay, there's one well. And this one was what I thought was actually like the, the coolest is like, if you go to like Hyrule Field and you go to the the ruined towns, you're like, you you kind of start piecing together like, okay, if there was ever a town here, there's probably a well where I can go into and and find. I don't think that there's a lot of like just rando wells in in the world. In fact, I dare I say so I don't either. think there's any. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's usually town stables and ruins. That, I agree. That I appreciate because I feel like um, another good thing that a collectathon does or should do rather is kind of have um a logic to it almost where like it like with the with the addison signs for example like i i feel like those are like everywhere and like there's no rhyme or reason you could just be walking in the forest you're just like oh it's sign guy like he's he's holding up the sign again and uh in in koroks obviously our 
everywhere. But that, that makes more sense with the context of the story. But, but with Wells, it's like, okay, like, at least I have, like, an idea of where to look. And if they're not here, then, like, you know, it, there, I probably did. It's, it's probably my mistake or I probably overlooked it rather than it's like, there's some stupid well in like the, the corner of Hebra that, you know, no one would ever think to look for. <laughs> yeah. So yep. yeah, there we go. All right. Let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about. I think they've been uh, begging for us to talk about this for a long time. Koroks. It's Koroks uh, return in tears of the kingdom. Koroks return. I felt like really, I, I'm just going to say I felt really disappointed in Nintendo for bringing Koroks back. Like I know they had those little backpack guys and that was fine, but there was a hundred of them on top of the night, like the 800 other ones that you still have to get. I thought the puzzles were definitely better. Like, like they um, had some, like some improvement from the first ones, but and I thought it was cute that some of the puzzles were, like, <laughs> the opposite of what you did in Tears. Like, you, would, I remember finding a rock where I was like, I distinctly remember pushing this rock down the hill. And now I have to take it back up to the hill and put it back where it was in Tears. So I thought that was kind of cool, like, the continuity of that. But I was really disappointed that Nintendo did this again. Um, because in, if I, like, I was defending Koroks in Breath of the Wild. It, they were not well received, I don't think. I think people like thought they were fine, but 900 was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that Nintendo was like, we don't care. We're just going to do it again. And I'm like, I don't really like that. So <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, I know I'm going to do it just this once because I want to 100% my game and like 50% is Koroks. Right. And But I'm, I really don't like doing this anymore because it's it's just too much. It's It's an astronomical number. Let me stand on my soapbox for a second here. <laughs> I I want to defend Koroks in Breath of the Wild, um, like you. I didn't personally do all of them, but I understand why Koroks are in these ginormous open-world Zelda games. Mm-hmm. You want to add value to, to your player. You want to give them a reason to keep exploring. You want to keep them busy. You want You want to have something in your overworld for the player to do. I understand that. And I think that in Breath of the Wild, while excessive and while the reward was ridiculous, I mm-hmm. think that it was uh, uh, like something good to have. And and everybody makes fun of the golden piece of poop, as they should, because it's a mm-hmm. terrible reward. But I think that's kind of the point. Like I, I think it's I think it's kind of the point where where Nintendo is saying, like, you know, it's okay if you don't finish this collectible. And like you're not missing out anything by not getting a hundred percent of the Korox. All you're missing out on is this ridiculous item that we're giving you that almost like makes fun of you for for collecting all of these Koroks which mm-hmm. which I think is like again kind of like yeah I I don't know if that's what I would have chosen in Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild but like I I understand what they were trying to do there I right. get it and I think for Breath of the Wild it was fine and and I'm going to defend even the Koroks in Tears of the Kingdom to a slight extent I think that the Koroks where you got to take backpack guy to his buddy i think those are fine i think they're they're nice they're fun they're creative they show off things that only you can only do in tears of the kingdom right the other 900 is where i get bitter and i'm just like what are we doing here like you it just it feels so lazy and like copy and pasted from breath of the wild like 
there are so many of these puzzles that are exactly the same as Breath of the Wild. Like, you know, shoot the balloons. Got it. Um, put put object A into object B. Got it. Drop an apple. Got it. Do, like, get to this point right away. Got it. Uh, like, like I, I was like, I did all this already. I did it 400 and sometimes in Breath of the Wild. And, and mm-hmm. I didn't even do it, like, 900 times in Breath of the Wild. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. This is yeah. not worth my time. It's not worth the chore. Um, which if, which also I would say this in Breath of the Wild, where like it were, there was no good way for you to find Koroks until they gave you the Korok mask in the first batch mm-hmm. of DLC. Um, so like that, like without with I've never met someone that's done 100% Koroks without using Zelda Dungeon's interactive map. Never. Oh yeah, no, there's no way I would be able to do all Koroks without right. the interact. No way. I tried. Before I knew that the interactive map was a thing or that we were doing it. And it was really hard. And and my point to that is like, you should be able to do this yeah. collectathon without using Zelda Dungeons interactive map. Like you should be able to like do this Skultulas. on your own. Yes. You know, the golden Skulltulas in Ocarina of Time. Like they're not always easy to find, but they make a noise. So you could follow the sound to find them, you know, and some yes. of them were tricky. 100%. So, yeah. so I, I feel like very, I don't know, like like frustrated. I don't even know if frustrated is the right word, but I was just like, I was like, surely like something different with Koroks has to happen, right? Because Nintendo was very careful. Like they never outwardly said oh, yeah. in the marketing, like, hey, Koroks <laughs> are back. Woo! I think that they knew that this is just going to be like kind of poo-pooed on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as I it think should. the only the only thing that people started to understand about the Koroks was when you saw the one in the playthrough that Eiji Aonuma did a few weeks before the release. You saw a Korok, but he but he was out in the open and he had a backpack and he was yeah. and you could see the bubble that said I need to get to my friends. So you're like, okay, Koroks are back, but there's a different thing going on with them, which there was, but only for a hundred of the a thousand like the nine hundred. There, there's a thousand seeds, but a hundred of them give you two. So right, it's just. It's one of those things where in Breath of the Wild, I felt really accomplished because I did it because it's such a huge asinine number that I was like, this is really cool that I did it. And I did it a few times because I'm dumb. But like, (laughs) but in tears, I was like, I was like, we can't be serious. Why are we doing this again? Why? And I think frustrated is a good, I think it's, it's like you always say, there's two things that can be true at once. You can love Tears of the Kingdom and everything that it's done for, for the Zelda series, but there's stuff you could be frustrated with it in it as well. And and Koroks is one of my frustrations where I was just like, I can't believe we're doing this again. You know, it's not... It, mm-hmm. I did it once so I can have the accomplishment so that I have my 100% file, but it's not worth it. It's really not. Right. Um, and you know what? Uh, Nintendo obviously knows better, right? Like, they, this game just... It was just revealed this game sold 18 million <laughs> copies. So, like, they, yeah. they obviously know what they're doing. They're, you know... I don't think they're going to change their formula anytime soon, but it's just like, it's like, come on. Like, I, mm-hmm. I understand that you want to give players something to do in this world, but like, I think you could get away with it in Breath of the Wild, but like, this is one where it's just like, you cannot, like, you can't do this again. Like, it, nobody, I, I don't know. I haven't heard a single person that's been like, I've really enjoyed hunting Koroks in Tears of the Kingdom. Like really enjoyed it. Like Didn't I don't think that person in Breath exists. Of Wild, but yeah. Well, I, like I enjoyed hunting him in Breath of the Wild too because I was like, oh, this is new, this is fresh, this is unique, and it gets mm-hmm. me around this overworld, which I I was anxious to explore. But like the thing that Tears of the Kingdom has working against it as well is like by doing that, you've already explored this whole overworld because it's the same overworld. So like mm-hmm. now what they what they could have done 
And maybe what they should have done is, like, imagine that they had Koroks in the depths. Or, or a Korok yeah. equivalent in the depths that kind of incentivized you to explore down there a little bit more. Now mm-hmm. we're talking, you know, because yeah. like, there's not really a whole lot of reason other than the light roots to to be in the depths other than if you want to, like, get some Zonite, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, like, that could have been something that could have freshened it up a little bit. Uh, maybe there's a lot more in the sky. Maybe, maybe the only Koroks on the surface are the backpack guys. And maybe there's just, like... You know, if, if there were 200 of those, and maybe there was, like, 100 in the depths and, like, 100 in the sky, is anybody complaining about that? Like, is, is anybody just like, oh, like, I, I feel, like, a little bit ripped off in this game. Like, I feel like I don't have enough to do. I feel like I don't have enough to explore. Like, I, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think the overall opinion has been with Tears that there's too much to do. And it's, and I wouldn't say it's, like... I would agree with that. There is too much as far as like, um, once I got it done, it didn't feel like a lot. But once I was do, but as I was doing it, I was like, there's like a lot to do. There's so many side quests, so many side adventures. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more, and I'm not complaining about those things. I think that I'm just saying that Nintendo filled the game enough that you don't need 900 Koroks to continue to fill the game. And before somebody says it, because I can hear it coming out of someone's mouth right now, where it's just like, well, <laughs> if, if you don't like it, just don't do it. Thank you. Like, obviously, <laughs> I'm not doing it, but, like, I, I think it's a discussion <laughs> worth having because I, I, yeah. I think that it's, like, it just kind of, like... It's you know? Well, yeah, because, like, I, I really like collectathons, as I said at the top of the show, and, like, I want to do them, but, like, I want to feel incentivized to do them. And I, and I just think it kind of makes, like, the game bloated. Like, and it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be. It's, it, like, it could be, you know, like, Pikmin. I'm going to use Pikmin as an example again. Um, I remember playing Pikmin 3, and I did 100% of that game, and, it, and I did it in 20 hours. And I was like, wow, like, that was so fun. It didn't overstay its welcome. It was exactly what it needed to be, and and I probably will play this again at some point. And I did. Mm-hmm. And with, like, Tears of the Kingdom, lads, you've said, like, multiple times in this episode, it's like, I did it once. I am never doing this again. Like, never. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe, yeah. like, obviously, that's just a different play style. I like it one way. Obviously, a lot of players are are fine with the system that Nintendo has implemented. I guess I just like, I just, I guess I just miss like being able to fully one hundred percent a game like a Zelda game and like having having something worth it, worthwhile to show for doing it and having it not be like a complete chore. And I think there's an element to every collectathon that's like a little bit of a grind, right? Like even Skulltulas mm-hmm. when you get down to like the final couple. It's just like, oh, God, I just want to get this over with. And the ending reward isn't that great, but it's a hundred of them. It, yeah. It's not like it's not like this, where it's literally ten times the amount, and that's only one collectible out of numerous. Yes. So I agree. Um, As far as, like, going forward with collectathons in the future, I think, like, the cave system, where you have the bubble gem in each cave, because you're... Like, it's just like you said, it's like a background thing where you're going to caves for multiple different reasons. Oh, hey, there happens to be a bubble gem here that's part of Collectathon. I'm going to get them. Mm-hmm. It, it does a little thing where it marks it off on my map, which I think is awesome. Like, I've, I found that extremely helpful. And, like, the completion the, 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 the completionist in me loves checking things off. So I, I thought that was really, really cool. If we can continue with something like that in the future of Zelda or bring back some old things, I love figurines. There, there was a kind yeah. of figurine thing in this game, but it wasn't like you had to do it, you know? It wasn't like you can actually collect them all and put them on this platform, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. 
I did I did a few cool ones though. I got like the King Leoc on there, I got Colgara on there, got some Gandorf on there. That was mm. pretty awesome. So Yeah. Um but I like figurines. I think those are always really fun and like artistic. Um Goltulas, like uh, I I kind of liked uh, how we had to do those. It was a bit similar to like Koroks, but Koroks is obviously the extreme. So if we could bring, like, we like these things, just dial it down a little bit and maybe have some more like like rewards that you can use. You know. You know what is the best collectathon that this series has ever done? <laughs> what? Do you, do you want to know what it is? Can you do guess it. what, what I'm about to say? Uh, no, say it. All right. <laughs> The best collectathon that this series has ever done was in The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, and it was the Mai Mai's. Oh, okay, I like the Mai Mai's. Because yeah. there was a first of all, there was like a very finite number. There was a hundred of them. Granted, it's a it's a much smaller game. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there was a hundred. But if there wasn't a hundred, there's like a small number like that. And um, what you could do with them. Kind of, I mean, Koroks would fall under the same category here. But, like, you can get them progressively as the game goes along. So, like, you can yeah. you start off, you get them, you keep collecting them, and you can trade them for, like, an awesome reward immediately. And you keep wanting to, to collect them um, and, and, and trade them for these rewards because it immediately impacts your weapons and upgrades your arsenal. And there's a storyline element to it as well that, you know, you want to help out Mother Mai Mai mm-hmm. in... Tears of the Kingdom, there's a thou- There's literally a thousand Korok seeds. Nobody likes Hestu. Nobody cares about that. Korok Forest <laughs> looks fine to me. They don't need to find their way home. We all- And we already did it once. Like, if we collected a hundred Mai Mai's and Link to the Past and then did it again in Link Between Worlds, I'd just be like, come on, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. But, like, you- the reward is, is, I don't know, not great because it's like, I feel frustrated that I can't just have X amount of weapons in my arsenal anyways at any time. Yeah. And I know that like this is such a different style game that you have to make different stylistic choices. I get all that. Nobody say that. I understand. And I understand that you don't have to do all of them if you don't want to. And I understand that you want to keep players busy in this big open world. But man, I, I think it sucks that they brought Koroks back. And it, like, I agree. If they... If it, I, and I'm sure that like if they if and when they make another open world Zelda game, first of all, I don't I don't think that there's any possible way that they could ever do a third Breath of the Wild. I saw a daily debate on Zelda Dungeon. It was like if if Nintendo ever did a third Breath of the Wild Hyrule map, could they? How could they get away with it? And my immediate answer is like I just I don't think they could. I really I don't, don't think, think they, they could. could. I think we talked about this with the with another Zelda podcast is if yeah. they went somewhere else. Like, if you want to keep the same art style, the same kind of story, have the same Link and Zelda, uh, but dealing with a different threat, just take them to a different place. Like, the yeah. Termina to, to Hyrule in Majora's Mask. You know what I mean? Like, they could have a third game and make this, like, uh, a trilogy. Just, if for the love of God, if you put it in the same Hyrule, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to fly again. They got away with giving us the same game, just different enough with tears. And I, I'll admit that they got away with it, but I don't think yes. they could get away with it again. They definitely couldn't get away with it again. And, and the point I was, I was slowly getting towards was like, <laughs> if and when they do another open world Zelda game, God forbid. It, they do Koroks like, again. <laughs> well, I like, I think they're going to, like, I think that there will be, no! but, or maybe like if it's set in a different Hyrule or a different mm-hmm. world, 
there there might not be Koroks, but there's going to be something like them. There's going to be yeah. an equivalent to them, and there's probably going to be an asinine number of them, and you're probably going to have to to spin your little thing and put it into the hole, and like, ha you found me, and it's probably <laughs> going to be that. And and at least I would say in that, like, unfortunately, Tears of the Kingdom was probably the worst case scenario because it's like the same map, the same gimmick, the same everything that you've already done. It's just that there's more. So I yeah. would say, like, if there was a new map, or at least, like, if they were in the depths, it would have been better. If they were mostly in the sky, it would have been better. If it were, like, even if it was, like, a different something. Like, it wasn't Koroks, but let's just say it was, like, let's just say there were little Zonai's that popped out instead. Like, even yeah. that would have been better, because it's like, oh, this is different, right? Like, mm-hmm. anything would have almost been better than Koroks, actually, in Tears of the Kingdom. So <laughs> I, I think that they're going to do this big collectathon again. In a new open world Zelda game, that's fine. I, feel I understand. Like it's fine, but as long as it's different enough yeah. and exciting enough, and like maybe don't do nine hundred. You know, maybe no. like dial it back like a lot. You know, if you have to do several hundred, you cap it at five hundred. By God, like nobody, <laughs> nobody the, needs yeah. a thousand Koroks hidden in this I feel like world. once you do the um once you get the inventory max out I feel like it's really pointless after that point yeah so if you keep it at the at the point where you're like okay you did 421 Koroks and you maxed out your your inventory plus you got the golden poo awesome because doing another 450 more is just is just like so dumb just so dumb it's so dumb <laughs> you know I feel like uh since Tears of the Kingdom came out, we, we've been pretty positive on this game, and rightfully so. It's fantastic. It's, Prob- a, it's probably going to be game of yeah. the year, right? Like, I yeah, we'll see. Probably Pikmin Four is I'm really awesome. I'm seeing a lot of really good things about Baldur's Gate Three, which I'm kind of excited to get in a month. I don't know anything about Baldur's Gate, like nothing. I don't know anything about Baldur's Gate either. I've just been seeing all the stuff about Baldur's Gate Three, and it looks awesome. Is it a Switch game? I don't, I don't know. So. I know it's coming out on PlayStation, so that's where I'm going to get it. It's it's D and D, so okay. I'm excited. I'll, yeah. I'm probably going to skip it, but uh, so I feel like that cool. might be game of the year, to be honest. But we'll see. Um, regardless, I feel like we've been pretty positive with Tears of the Kingdom, but we, I, I do. I think that this is a topic where Tears of the Kingdom really phoned it in, mm-hmm. and uh, and that, and unfortunately, that's too bad. And I think like the best collectibles on this list are still not all that great <laughs> unfortunately i mean i think caves if we did something like that again i'm not saying do the exact same thing i'm just saying have it be something where you're exploring and there just happens to be a collectathon going on with it i thought was right. really cool as a story element i thought colton's story was really cool then that that's why it was my favorite because there was just so much more to it than let's go collect 900 koroks yes i just uh i don't know i feel like this is probably the most critical of Tears of the Kingdom that we've been. But mm-hmm. I think rightfully so, because I really... I think that, at at best, the collectibles were, like, adequate to moderately fun. And at worst, they were... Too much. They were miserable. And, yeah, you know, miserable. that's that's a word I've used almost exclusively to describe <laughs> the most heinous parts of Twilight Princess. But, by God, <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping the M-bomb on Tears of the Kingdom, and Korok specifically... Because there's just no other, there's no sugarcoating it, Al. Yeah, and the boss rush too. That was to yeah. me that was miserable. Yeah, that's that's no good. I hope that Nintendo just you know 
Sometimes, as my father would always tell me, Allison, sometimes <laughs> less is more. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I agree with Terry Senior. There we go. Um, okay, well, uh, I think that's I think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week, Al. Do you have any mm-hmm. uh, any other thoughts you want to get out on this collectathon before we dip out of here? Yeah, and I think I just want to reiterate, like, we don't hate collectathons. I We really like them. I, I especially really love them. It's just that sometimes with open world, you kind of, like, suffer where it's just way too much. And mm-hmm. uh, and you just, it, it gets overwhelming and disheartening, you know? So I thought, like, 150 caves was perfect. And I want to continue to go in that kind of direction. So... I, I actually really like collectathons, and I thought most of them were fun in this game, but I don't think I'll be doing ag- them again like I have mm-hmm. done in past Zelda games. You know what? I would I think 150 caves would be perfect if there was nothing else to collect. Like yeah. that, that's your thing, you know? Like that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, obviously, we have different. Uh, you know, like like I said, it's it's subjective, and everybody's line in the sand where it goes from rewarding to frustrating and a chore is different. Mine, I think, fair to say, a little bit shorter than yours, or, or or however you want to put it. But I think I I like grinding games, and you're not as big a fan of grinding games. So when yeah. there's a grind, I kind of like it. But there, I will agree, there's a point where it gets to be too much. So yeah. I definitely think there's a line for sure for different people. Uh, well, I thought the line of this show, where it went from us complaining to non-listenable, is never happened. I thought it was a bad. I was I was going to try and make some of that segue, but that wasn't very good, was it? That was, that's kind of weird yeah I'm, I'm sorry everybody that was that was terrible uh I, I, what i was trying to say is that we're we're done we're gonna get out of here <laughs> so, we've, we've, had, okay. we've had enough this week we've complained about collectathons we've complained about koroks uh and i'm gonna go and collect a bunch of stuff in pikmin 4 now so uh nice. yeah there we go it's really fun man if anybody is on the fence about pikmin god i, I just i beg you to try pikmin it's so fun it is i'm having a blast with this you game. have to play the other pikmin games to play pikmin 4 no no cool no each one of them is kind of its own contained uh little thing and you know the thing about pikmin 4 which is uh it brings back something that pikmin 2 did as well where there's like these these caves that you go into and um and the time limit is gone when when you go into the caves because like in pikmin you only have like a certain amount of time per day um until you got to go back but uh, the time limit is gone in the caves, and they're almost like little mini Zelda dungeons because there's usually a boss oh. at the end. There's like there's different floors with all these different treasures. You got to use your Pikmin in very uh, like clever ways. It's really fun. Like I think if you're a Zelda fan, there's there's actually like some pretty good stuff to enjoy in Pikmin Four, and there's a bunch of Zelda Easter eggs as well. Love it. So sounds fun. Here's my sales pitch for for Pikmin Four. I I should be. <laughs> Should be getting something from Nintendo for this, but uh, alas. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's it. We're going to get out of here. Uh, of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter or, or X or whatever. Uh, you can check us out over at the Zelda Cast. You can check us out over at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. We are uh, over on TikTok as well. You can uh, you can head on over there and see our smiling faces. And if you didn't know, we live stream these shows every week over at twitch.tv forward slash the Zelda Cast. Usually it's every Sunday at about about noon mountain time give or take a few minutes uh, here and there for feeling like we're going to keep our schedule or not um check us out wherever you get your podcast like subscribe recommend us to that zelda fan in your life and we are over on patreon uh we got the zelda cast top 10 rolling through strong we've also got a bunch of other stuff going on over on patreon.com forward slash spnet including the great metroid area ranking that's uh i think we're like five or six episodes deep right now and 
One thing that I was very excited about, the Spiteri's review, where my wife, Sam, and I review uh, different movies. We're going to see Barbie tonight, actually. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Nice. So uh, we're going to, next this month coming up, we're going to review Barbenheimer. So, uh, Barbenheimer, I love it. Yeah. I did my Barbenheimer last weekend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So, uh, you know, consider checking us out over at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash SPNet. Uh, I think that's all the shilling we have to do, Al. So uh, with that being said, we are going to get out of here. Everybody have a great week, and we will see you back here next time. Take care, everyone. Bye.